0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Tonight's uh, session is The Joy of Hope in Recovery. And I thought we'd begin by reading the track. Uh, They had the... um, sort of the breakdown of the track on page 26 of our program. It says, The Joy of Track 6. So often our trudging into recovery can be accompanied by depression, anxiety, and other symptoms of not seeing clearly and constantly the ever-presence of our higher power working in us and through us. This track focuses on our top line, the joy experienced in and through elements of our program that accompany our new freedom. Like the wonder of a wildflower in an alpine meadow We hope you enjoy the experience, we hope you enjoy and experience each of these special joys. Um, why don't we open with the prayer and we'll do the serenity prayer? Okay. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. Amen. I've um, asked one of our fellows to read from the white book
1: on the solution. Hi, my name John, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. Hi. Hi, John. Hi. The solution. We saw that our problem was threefold, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Healing had to come about in all three. The crucial change in attitude began when we admitted we were powerless, that our habit had us ripped. We came to meetings and withdrew from our habit. For some, this meant no sex with themselves or others, including not getting into relationships. For others, it also meant drying out and not having sex with a spouse for a time to recover from lust. We discovered that we could stop, that not feeding in hunger didn't kill us, that sex was indeed optional. There was no hope for freedom, and we began to feel alive. Encouraged to continue, we turned more and more away from our isolating obsession with sex, and self and turn to God and others. All this was scary. We couldn't see the path ahead, except that others had gone that way before. Each new step of surrender felt it would be off the edge into oblivion, but we took it. And instead of killing us, surrender is killing the obsession. We had stepped into the light, into a whole new way of life. A fellowship gave us monitoring and support to keep us from being overwhelmed, a safe haven where we could finally face ourselves, Instead of covering our feelings with compulsive sex, we began exposing the roots of our spiritual emptiness and hunger, and the healing began. As we faced our defects, we became willing to change. Surrendering them broke the power they had over us. We began to be more comfortable with ourselves and for others for the first time without our drug. Forgiving all who had injured us, and without injuring others, we tried to right our own wrongs. At each amends more of the dreadful load of guilt dropped from our shoulders until we could lift our heads, look the world in the eye, and stand free. We began practicing a positive sobriety, taking the actions of love to improve our relationship with others. We were learning how to give, and the measures we gave was the measure we got back. We were finding what none of us none of the substitutes had ever supplied. We were making a real connection, we were home.
0: Thank you, John. Um, The uh, format after this is I'm going to share my experience, strength, and hope on the topic, and then I'll invite uh, the other people here to share. Um, For me, uh, joy of hope and recovery, Uh, first I want to surrender my ego. Uh, Whenever I get asked to lead, I just feel my ego gets all puffed up because I love to think I've arrived. Um, and um, but for me I just love the line in The Solution um, where it says um, we had stepped into the light into a whole new way of life um, and um, forgiving all who had injured us and without injuring others we tried to right our own wrongs and this is for me that each amends more of the dreadful load of guilt dropped from our shoulders until we could lift our heads look the world in the eye and stand free Um, my, well, uh, I still remember the date, January 27th, 2004 is when I was convicted that I had acted in illegal manners when I was much younger. I had always known that, um, I had so much shame over my acting out. I, I acted out with men, women, animals, didn't matter, um, to me, the only thing that mattered was having sex. And I had so much shame and guilt and remorse. I, 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 you know, I just, it was, it was horrible. And that January 27, 2004 was when the dam broke. And the next two months were sheer hell for me. Many times I consir- considered suicide, um, thought about going to the cops. Um, I just, I, you know, it was very dark. I remember that. It was a very dark period. And um, then I got into the program in March of 2004, and, um, you know, for me it all comes down to hope. If I don't have hope, I'm done, because there are times I still get crazy thoughts in my head. I still get despair. And I need to be around other people who've got sobriety and who, um, you know, they're happy, joyous, and free. Because otherwise, I, 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 you know, what's the point? Uh, hope and recovery. I remember when I came in. You know, I, 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 don't know about anybody else. I never thought I could talk about. It. I mean, there were things. First of all, I never, I never talked about masturbation with people. Um, And then if I was going to talk about it, I would never get gut honest. I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, bravado is a guy. uh, But never gut honest. You know, I am feeling horrible on the inside. I feel inadequate, unworthy, alone, and afraid. And I I couldn't talk about that. Um, So when I got into the program, I remember my very first meeting. was Crystal City in um, Northern Virginia. I went up the stairs, and they have a newcomer meeting. And I went in the back room with two other guys. And until the guy, there was another, there was two guys, and one guy shared, and he said it was like one line or maybe two lines, and that is when I knew I was okay. I knew that I could, that I, I just knew I was okay, that I could talk about this because this stuff was gnawing, gnawing away on the in, on my insides, and um, you know, I came in the program, I didn't always share. Um, I, I did a lot of identifying out, but they're just people coming back. And um, I, I found my sponsor in October of 2004. Uh, I shared uh, at a meeting about my acting out, and he identified with that. And that was just another sense of hope because there was somebody else. My, it, it, it is uncanny. My sponsor and I uh, we're, were so much alike. And, I, you know, I'd never met him before but just in terms of the acting out and everything going on. And it's just hope for me. It's hope that um, I can recover and that I can live a life where I don't have to worry anymore. I'm not afraid. Um, I remember I was always afraid of whenever I heard a siren or a phone ringing, I I always knew the cops were coming for me. And I don't have that fear anymore. I just don't. I have hope. I know that whatever happens um, it's like the, uh, the gentleman was sharing tonight about the acceptance. I know whatever happens is exactly what's supposed to happen for me right now and I have a loving God um, and I have a fellowship. I have the fellowship to support me. I have more friends now than I ever had before. I have just an amazing life and, and fellowship and um, I'm just very, very grateful uh, for that and for me, it's all about that dreadful load of guilt falling off our shoulders and standing free. You know, before I was just, I identified with the problem. I, you know, I, I felt like I, I was just the worst person. And the solution tells me that there's hope, that I don't have to feel like that anymore. I don't have to think that um, uh, evil, um, I heard it said. Uh, we're not bad. We're just sick people getting better. I always thought I was bad. I just, you know, and that's um, that's where I was. So I'm just very grateful for this program. I'm very grateful to be here. And I'm just very grateful to have a place where I can talk about what's really going on deep down inside. Where, um, you know, I can I can talk about this stuff. I can put it out there. And there are other people in the program that are going through the same stuff or similar stuff and and it's the hope it it's just the sense that i'm not alone um i don't have to do this alone which is which is key for me thanks for letting me share
1: thanks Jeff.
0: um we have opportunity uh to share on the topic of the joy of hope in recovery if you would like to share just
1: uh,
0: recognize that it is going to be recorded um, if you choose not to be recorded, then um, please save your sharing until after the meeting. and the meeting is now open for share. If anybody wants to share, they can just come up and use the mic. What I thought about um, doing is just reading the promises, actually. Um, This is from, I think it's 82 to 83 of the big book. Um, If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity. We will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook on life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extra, extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They'll always work for us if we work for them. Do you guys feel like sharing anything? Do you want to share? I can turn off the recorder. I'm going to have to
1: record it. Let's do this. Okay. I think I can turn them off. How you doing? Hi. This is, uh, uh, yeah,
0: this is doing a recovery. Okay. And you're well, welcome to grab a chair and come on up, and we're just, okay. I gotta turn sure. it okay
1: make sure that those be.